episode of Top Shelf Nerds, brought to you by Nerds Amalgamated, a subsidiary of That's Not Canon Productions. Um, as usual, I have the Professor and DJ uh, accompanying me. And kicking off this week, we're going to take a moment to pause and just rem- remember Margot Kiddo and say farewell. So, yeah, sad loss at 69 years of age, but brilliant actress and great advocate for understanding and proper support. Mm. And uh, what roles did she play? Well, well, because I'm sure we're not all about 100 years old and seen every original <laughs> Superman. I'm not 100 years old, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> he finally says it. Box finally says that magical line. <laughs> yeah, I'll say a few more magical lines in a minute and take us to a whole new censorship level. Um, Margot Kida is was Lois Lane with um, Christopher Reeve in the 70s and 80s. Um, she was also in The Great Waldo Pepper, Amityville Horror. Um, yeah, she's got a stack of credits to her name, but um, yeah, primarily she was Lois Lane. She had issues with some like with, with fame and some mental health and drugs and stuff like that. And some of the harassment. She was also bipolar. Mm. So, yeah, she was a great advocate for equality and support to all the people out there. So, yeah. Sounds like she had a a lot going on in her life as well. She did. She she was one of those people that even if she wasn't working in front of the camera, she was working in the background in production and stuff and doing a lot of other stuff behind the scenes with different people. Do you so? Do you reckon she um, out of all the Lois Lane actresses? You reckon she was the best Lois Lane we ever had? Yeah. How many Superman series have there been? Because I only know of the the Christopher Reeve ones and the new ones with the um, Man oh. vs Steel, Man of Steel, and all of that. No, no. There's there were black and white movies for Superman going back in the day. Um, and actually, I remember there's a cartoon as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's the cartoon. There's actually been a couple of different cartoon series. Then there was a live-action TV series as well with... Um, Dean Kane. Yeah, Dean Kane, And I um, can't remember the lady who was Lois Lane in that, but yeah. And then there was The Young Superman. And Smallville. So, yeah. There's been been quite a few people trying to wear the mantle of Superman over the years. Yeah. Um, but like the, the current incarnations of Superman, they actually waited until after Christopher Reeve died before they actually had somebody else take on the role out of respect. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, didn't you really? Oh, because he, he was doing this, all the Superman stuff and everyone was loving it. But then he was in an accident and he became a... Yeah, it was a horse riding accident, I think. Yeah, horse riding. It was a horse riding accident. And it was actually, he was actually filming for another movie when he had that accident. And then um, I can't remember what that was for. But, um, yeah, they never filmed another Superman movie out of respect because, yeah, like it, it, it just didn't go mess with Christopher Reeve because he was, yeah, was one of those nice guys. Well, it wasn't just that. It was just because he was one of the, the nicest guys in Hollywood. He was always like, everyone. Everyone who's met him loved him. Like with everything he went through, from being Superman and everything like that, to being in a wheelchair, and it's a pretty dark place that you go through in that 
with the change of your life. And he was still such a polite, respectful, and considerate person. So, hmm. oh, um, by the way, the actress in the Lois and Clark um, TV series uh, with Dean Cain, it was Terry Hatcher, uh, also famous for one of the Desperate Housewives in the TV series Desperate Housewives. What a surprise! <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, what the with the Superman series? Wasn't there also a Superman curse of sorts? Not that I'm aware of. What sort of curse? Um, I've if my memory serves me right, um, every actor who played as Superman's dad had some sort of a misfortune. My memory serves me right. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, the Superman curse. The Superman curse is a superstitious belief that there is a curse over those who portray Superman in various media. This is based on the number of injuries sustained by such actors. Apparently, it was started by Christopher Reeve, apparently. (laughs) That's unfortunate. Yeah, actually, it was George Reeves. He was the first one to fall... He was the first one to fall under the curse. Then Christopher Reeve... Um, he, he got the, mo- he got the accident. Um, then it was Dean Kane. He got, um, nothing happened to him. Uh, Brandon Ruth, the guy who played the Superman Returns. Ruth or uh, Roth? Roth. Yeah. My mistake. And then there's Henry Cavill. Nothing happened to him. But there was such thing as the Superman curse. Okay. Though. So there's something happened to one, but then nothing to the others. But there's the curse. Yeah, it sounds like a bit of a stretch to me. Oh, there we are. Here, here are a couple. Um, deceased Superman actors who d- allegedly become victims of the curse. Uh, George Reeves, Crispo Reeve, Lee Quigley, Bud Collie, and Kirk Allen. Other alleged victims. Uh, Margot Kidder. But if you live long enough, something's going to happen to you. Yeah. Margot. So, it's just people trying to twist it to fit some BS yeah. from some hippie from Marvel. <laughs> I knew you were going to put that. No, um, you didn't. <laughs> you you go, go. I've um, um, placed it on there. Way back, um, 1948, there's Kirk Allen, that's A-L-Y-M, became the first actor to play Superman in live-action form. So, and that was following Bub Collier's radio version of the character. So, there's a black and white um, Star Wars um, Superman movie. So, yeah. And yet, there's still less Superman reboots than Spider Man reboots. Um, (laughs) We've only had Spider Man movies for the last like decade and a half. Oh, there's been, there's actually been a number of them over the years. Like, there was George Reeves, was Superman for a while. Don't know if he was Christopher Reeves' dad, but yeah. Um, but that was Reeves rather than Reeve. I, yeah, like, and then there's David Wilson played the part for a while in 75, and then it was um, Christopher took over. Okay. Hmm. And then, yeah, we've got other people trying to do stuff, and there was a few Indian knockoffs for Bollywood. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, some of those were take take horrendous to a whole new level of definition. <laughs> um yeah, I'll post a link there to the site that's got a list of them, the different people going through. <laughs> but back to Lois Lane, you reckon the current Lois Lane ha- has it? Is- uh, did you just lose him as well? Don't don't jinx it. <laughs> Come back. Uh, uh, we had we had peace and quiet for. Sorry we did, for but 
Yeah. Um, I think you're asking, do I think that the new one's got it? Mate, Margot Kidder is the lowest lane. Um, the other people who come into the role, I don't, I'm not going to take it away from them. It's just, yeah, she just brought a lot more of the mozzie that the character had in the actual comic. Fair enough. So, yeah. and she's one I knew when I was a kid, so I'm biased. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Moving, moving on. Um, Professor, you were talking about some rogue binary planets. Are we, we about to get attacked? No, it's not a uh, rogue as in going to murder everyone you love, just everyone <laughs> you don't like. Oh, okay, cool. I can go with that. Basically, a pair of uh, gas giants four times the size of Jupiter have been observed orbiting each other, traveling through space. It's um, been fairly... Fairly common, I believe, on the scale of astronomical events to see stars traveling through space out of sync with the rest of the galaxy. And the reason for that is um, usually attributed to being slingshotted by a black hole. But what's interesting here is that we've got two planets rather than stars, Hmm. which uh, one theory is that they are brown dwarves, which are stars that don't quite get there. But... Sounds like the DJ. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um four times the size of Jupiter, gas giants, and uh, they're believed to have left from the TW Hydra Association, which I think is based on the name from the constellation Hydra. Let's all say hail. Sorry? Let's all say hail. Yes, hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Uh, yes, yeah, so I just double-checked. It's a star in the constellation of Hydra. Okay. And um, although they seem to be heading away from us, they're uh, 100. But uh, TW Hydra is only 95 light years away. Uh, the children have got to leave the nest sometime or other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe but, uh, they're going to go out, collide together, and finally get there. <laughs> that would be <laughs> and become a star all on their own. Yeah, I wonder if um, how many times bigger than a. How many times bigger than Jupiter you have to be to be a star? I don't know. I remember seeing a thing like where people were talking about distances and stuff like that. And there was a video someone had done where it was looking at comparison of size of the planets in our solar system and then going through against different stars and so forth, which made, made me feel kind of insignificant because it showed a star that was that made the sun Look like a speck of dust. Yeah, those are amazing uh, videos. Yeah, and I, 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 so I have absolutely no idea about the size, how much bigger than Jupiter that would have to, would be. But yeah, there was I, talk about the fact I that they needed a plane to be flying at um, a thousand times a month, like the speed of sound, and it would still take a couple of millennia for it to get all the way around the equator. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, according to Universe Today, uh, the smallest known red dwarf is 80 times the mass of Jupiter. So uh, That's heavy. So for all those who play Dungeons no, that's a, and Dragons... that's a neutron never, star you're thinking of. All those, all those who play Dungeons and Dragons don't pick on the dwarves. They're bigger than a planet. <laughs> yeah. And the, um, the white dwarves are the smaller ones in this case. It's so much hotter. So... I don't know what D&D race is red, but apparently they're bigger. How big does a dwarf have to be to be classified as a human? Um, I don't think they like to be called dwarves. I think they like to be called little people. No? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was midgets. No, no, no. That's derogatory as well. We, that's the reason why we don't call you a midget either. 
What what do you prefer there, um, DJ? I I prefer little people, to be honest. You're one of them, so. (laughs) We always think of you as the little person. He's small, but he's not that little. He's a malnourishment growing up where he did. Okay. And that crowded him with all the other people. He grew up in Australia. He imported him, but he, he grew up here. Oh, fair enough. I was not aware of that. Wow, my origin story is coming uh, is, is is being spoken about again. Wow. He he was smuggled in in a crate of um, mangoes or something, I think. Yeah, back in the days when it was illegal to import computer parts. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I got a question for you. Speaking of planets, will we ever get Pluto as a planet again? It's back as a planet. Is it is it officially it is. back? It, it is, yeah. yeah. Is it officially back, or is it? I heard it was. So, I thought it's still debating that. I, I heard it was back as a planet. Oh wow! <laughs> oh. I wonder if um if they're going to go back and reclassify all of the other planets, well, planetoids around Pluto as their own planets as well now. I I'm not one hundred percent certain. I may be wrong, but I heard that apparently they. We reclassified it as a planet again. Oh, I feel sorry for the school kids now. Imagine telling them that Pluto is now a planet. Their minds will just shatter. No, most school kids are smart enough to realize that. Most of them are probably just looking at the people going, will you just make up your freaking mind? Come off it. It was (laughs) a planet now. It's not a planet now. It's a planet again. You're changing your mind so often. So just about every year since the... um... They demoted it to dwarf planet. It looks like there's been an article saying they're thinking of making it a planet again. <laughs> but uh, the latest one I've found is from USA Today. And uh, apparently a bunch of NASA scientists have proposed a new definition and plan to bring it back. Finally, NASA's doing something useful. <laughs> but I have to say, I thought it was actually quite disturbing that, that, um, that um, scientists from the popular science TV show, whatever it is in America, was getting all the death threats when he made it public. Seriously? <laughs> oh, yeah, people were up in arms. Like there was, he, he, he actually had to hire a bodyguard at one point because he was in fear of his life. Is this Bill Nye? No, it's not Bill Nye. I um, can't remember his name. Um, he's the guy with the, the moustache. Looks like a sexier version of, um, uh, what's his name, plays Blade. Neil deGrasse Tyson. That might be him. I don't, yeah. I, I'm shocked with names at the best of times, God. Yeah, the um, black science guy, as he's also known as. I don't know what the colour of his science is. Uh, he, he, he might be into black magic. <laughs> um, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, um, People were seriously messed up sending death threats over someone reading the news. Uh, he he found it hilarious at first, but then he actually started getting scared because like some of the stuff that was happening were just really going beyond the pale. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's the internet for you. You will be, you're bound to get threats and whatnot. This it wasn't on the internet. This was actual physical stuff. Like people have broken into his home and done stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. people have messed up. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. the good news is, if we get Pluto back as a planet, we can relearn the um, my so- very educated mother <laughs> just served nine uh, pizzas or whatever it was. <laughs> Hey, but come off it. Like you got to remember, it wasn't until halfway halfway through last century that they actually noticed there was a ninth planet. Yeah, it didn't even get full way around the sun before they demoted it. 
So uh, it's, it's uh, I and bet then, you. And then they're arguing about it because of the size. They're saying some people say, "Well, oh, it's shrinking, it's shrinking," but then it'll get further away from the sun into a certain part of the orbit, and it'll grow again, and they'll be, "Oh, no, oh, no, it's it is." <laughs> it's just a, yeah, they're just ignoring the fact that it's it's moved into the summer period, so it's gone to the to the bikini body. <laughs> further away and the ice mass will increase so it's putting on weight for winter <laughs> and then it'll come back around to summer again so it'll lose weight again so what it's you're just... saying is that New Horizons was trying to get a picture of Pluto's bikini line <laughs> hey well you know that some of those scientists out there have been perverted guys to a whole new level and yeah. not that there's anything wrong with that whatever floats your boat just I did Make see it. an article the other day saying that a, uh, a guy in Antarctica managed to pick up a Tinder date, so those scientists are up to something. <laughs> Mate, some of the stories I've heard from guys who w- have worked on some of the um, science expeditions, like as part of support crew, with the boats going down and, yeah, the actual physical looking after the stuff, yeah, some of those scientists are taking freaky to a whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not just talking about the guys there. Some of the girls are pretty out there with some of the things they get up to as well. But when you're stuck in a place with, like, Antarctica and it goes into full-blown winter, you're pretty, pretty scary. Well, there's two things to do. Get freaky or get eaten by aliens. (laughs) I know. You've got the vampire stories. I don't know. That was in Alaska, wasn't it? 30 days. I think he means the thing. No, no, no. There was 30 days of night. It was, um, haven't you seen that movie? It was a vampire movie. I don't think I have. No. <laughs> we really need to educate him. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen The Thing, and that was freaky. The original or the new one? The original. Now, when you say the original, which are you calling the original? Um. Are you talking the black and white, the thing from outer space? It's the no. thing from another world, actually. Was it from another world? I remember, because I've seen a few of them, and there was one... It was the thing from outer space. It was a thing from another world as well. Yeah, the thing from another world is the uh, 1951 movie, black and uh, white. Yeah, the thing from outer space is black and white as well. So, yeah, I think know. yeah, the the one the 19 the John Carpenter one. Uh, okay. 1982. Ah, uh, well, see, that's not the original one. Drop it. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but still, it was it was a classic. It was a classic. It wasn't yeah. bad, but it wasn't wasn't. I wouldn't call it a classic, yeah. Although the game was something not to be <laughs> was was to be forgot was to be forgotten. But yeah, we better keep moving along. Yep. Um, otherwise, we'll be here what another ten hours later, still talking about the same thing. Um, next topic up, we've got another delivery robot. Um, we've spoken a bit about these got about different delivery robots and being picked on in different parts of America. But apparently India, embracing technology to make a better world, actually using a robot to help deliver water in rural India. It's been trialled by the University of Glasgow in conjunction with Amrita University. Hmm. So that's a, that's, a very, that's a very handy robot. Oh, it's just people finding uses for technology that is actually making life better rather than just being lazy. Yeah. So... Not to mention when when it comes to rural areas, it, you have to go miles just to from one village to another just to get up, um like a a, can, a a whole container of water for the for the day. 
That's just insane. Yeah, that's why it's so important for charities to build to build a, a pump in every village so that everyone has access to the water. Mm. But this would be a great way to help deliver water to areas that don't have easy access to pumps. Well, it's not even just like you, you can have a pump in a certain like in each village, but they don't have water in the actual house. So you can use this for getting water from the pump to the people's houses. So yeah, if you have an elderly person on their own, load up a few bo- big few big um, water bottles, take some water over, drop it off. Hey, presto! It's making life easier for that person to be able to live comfortably with the necessities of life. Yeah. And the feedback from the uh, from the people, uh, it's pretty it's pretty positive from what I've gathered. Yeah, um, anything that's making life a little bit more suitable and sustainable by doing things such as this, people are going to love the idea. So I can't see the reason why there'd be any negative feedback. Like the only area that like I'm not sure what how they uh, power the robot, so, but yeah, if they could, if it's a solar powered robot, even better. Yeah. But, that's, that'd be like the only negative thing that anyone could come up with that as far as I could see. Is the price. No. Just the, like, if it's not solar-powered and running on petrol, that's that'd be the only negative. The price, um, it's a husky robot, so it's a pretty tough little beast. Hmm. So, yeah. I'm seeing here they're saying um, the, the price is the, one, is the thing that's limiting the access to the village. For this technology, and the robot costs around thirty grand, thirty uh, thirty thousand pounds. Yeah, um, but that's because it's a new technology. Mm. Um, yeah, if they can get into mass production, that'll help. Yeah. So hey, maybe as soon as they work out the design and have it into the the right format of what's required, you can have someone set up a factory in India where they can pump these out, where it probably only costs about. Fifty dollars a robot. Hey, how about doing? How about asking Boston Dynamics to make spot minis to deliver these things? That'd, that'd be that'd be that'd be cool. Um, well, uh, I think two universities already involved. Yeah, and Husky is a brand that they like. They do lawnmowers and so forth, so they're already pretty solidly in the in the market with a lot of the. Uh, isn't the, the brand Husqvarna? Um, like there's Husqvarna and there's also Husky. Okay, so yeah, you got couple of different ones there so not sh- not sure if there's somebody else we can bring into it but yeah like these it's guys custom- seem to have their stuff organized and they're running pretty well yeah it's just at the moment they, they they're trialing it working out what's required as soon as it's all set up as i said like you can set up a factory in india and have these things being mass produced where you could sell them for well not even fifty dollars um because fifty dollars australian is a ton of cash in rural india um, but yeah, make it so it's reasonable costing for people to be able to live comfortably. Yeah, yeah. And give it a few years, and someone will modify it into a bartending robot. <laughs> Just chuck a keg to it and have it walk along pouring drinks. Well, that's um, the suitcase we had last week. Yeah, we're talking about putting a, making it so it's a bit bigger and got a stretcher. Um, you could actually have one that's a bar that follows the bartender around at parties. Oh, that would be that would just be brilliant. You could have. We could have a buffet that follows the DJ when he goes <laughs> around the place with his own <laughs> KFC and pizza. <laughs> so you were saying about how much uh, 50, 50 Australian dollars would be uh, for in Indian rupees? Mm-hmm. 2,555.83 rupees. 
Okay, and what's the average daily wage in rural India? Oh, that's... Now I've given you a question, haven't I? Yeah. And what's their buying power like? It's not much of a buying power. Oh, well, depends on which... Depends on um, the demographic and... um... No, it's the same for everyone because dollar for dollar, the buying power is the same for everyone. It's supposed to be the... The, a way to quantify the li- cost of living between different countries. Hmm. The reason why I said daily wages because some some parts that people only get work for a day. Yeah, and uh, it's and it's a pretty low wage. I think it was fourteen rupees. I'm just trying to find it. I'm, I've actually just gone to a website from the Indian government here. It's uh, I've got something on um, Bing. Indian, okay. uh, a, a, in fact, the Asia Floor Wage Alliance calculate that the living wage in India is Cambo, is Cambodia. What? We're not asking about Cambodia. And just to uh, clarify, we're not being sponsored by Bing. You don't have to say I looked it up on Bing. <laughs> Only reason why I said I went to the government, the Indian government website, was just yeah, I figured it's, it's their country. They should know. Um. Statewise, every day. Living wage for India, according to 2015 figures, 18,727 rupees. That, yeah, that's, you got people earning huge amounts, but you got a lot of people that aren't earning that amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. And it, was that rural India? It's gen, gen, um, India altogether. Yeah, so you got, you got the cricketers over there that are making tons of cash, and you got the other people in, out in rural India that are struggling to get enough food to live on on a daily basis. So I don't see an actual... I bet you the minimum wage would be, a, be non-existent as well. Uh, here we are. Okay. Um, wages in India increased to 272.19 rupiah a day. That's Indonesia. Pardon? That's Indonesia. It's for rupiah. Rupee. Ah, oh, you were saying rupiah, so oh, my mistake. Um, yeah, maybe not. Um, but wait, averaged, it's only a hundred and forty-six dollars a day, with a record low of three point eight seven Indian rupees a day. Hmm. That was in nineteen sixty-five. But in yeah, and the and the two thousand and fourteen figures were one hundred and forty-six. Was part of the average. Yeah, it's hard to find figures like these anyway. So because... yeah, if it's fifty dollars, is what is it? you said eighteen thousand? Uh, twenty two thousand. Yeah, oh, no, two thousand five, two thousand five hundred. Two thousand five hundred, and yet you got people that are trying to subsist on one hundred and forty six. Yeah. So a low skilled worker in India is looking at ten thousand three hundred. Rupees a month in 2017. Wow, that's scary. And that's not that's not rural India. That's just India. So that's mm. a low skilled worker. So yeah, gone a little bit off track by looking at these figures. Yeah. But um, yeah, as far as the robots concerned, if that if you got it something like that, the whole village would put in to buy it or something like that. Hey, yeah, it's good cause. It's a good cause. Mm. Yeah. Um, moving along, um, you wanted to talk about some TV shows that were being cancelled and renewed. Yeah, so this week a lot of shows have been got uh, a lot of shows. The last few weeks have been going through going through the ha- 
going through the acts, and there have been a lot of shows that have been cancelled recently, such as, so for example, uh, NBC has cancelled um, The Brave, Great News. They even, um, the, and um, ABC has cancelled a couple of shows, such as Once Upon a Time, um, Marvel's Inhumans, Deception, uh, uh, the biggest one that was cancelled but luckily got saved was um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. It was it was cancelled by Fox and and got revived by NBC, which that that surprised me a lot. But the b- other biggest shock was um, Lucifer being cancelled, and 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 not to, not only Lucifer has been cancelled, but a lot of other sh- a lot of, a lot of big name shows have been cancelled as well, like The X Files. Um, new a long time ago. What's up? Didn't that end a long time ago? They did. They brought it back. They brought it back again somehow. <laughs> uh, it's always been on a bit of a bit of a cliffhanger there because um, I don't think they ever brought it back as a show. They just brought it back for one season at a time. Hmm. They never made it seem like they would be able to keep it. Hmm. But yeah, Lucifer has been, and so the reason people have been up at arms about, for example, Lucifer being cancelled is because. Um, Fox has has explained why they cancelled all the shows, and it was because football Thursday night. Uh, uh, again. Hmm? Oh, the professor, professor. Yeah, I'm here. You're the one who had trouble. You cut oh. out. I, I, I'm fine, man. I'm fine. I'm fine. Not at our end. <laughs> I'm at me as well, though, man. But yeah, it's just basically Fox Network has made a deal with the NFL, and so. In order to take in order to take over thirty hours of space, they took out a lot of shows. Haven't they got sports channels where they can put all the football and other retards onto? You'd think so. You would think, like, yeah. Considering considering the fact that we had a discussion the other week that it's the sports jocks that are the ones that are the violent and problem makers. Leave the nerds to have their own shows so that we're happy, we're peaceful, we're quiet, we're easy to look after and treat well. Don't upset us because we're the ones who know how to build the bomb. <laughs> unlike, uh, unlike your footy fans, we know how to build proper bombs that will <laughs> just annihilate your entire office. And we know how to find where you live without having to ask direction. Mind you, though, this um, deal with the Fox Network at NFL, it's worth $550 million per year. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a lot of money, though. Of well, you don't ever get to see any of it, so why do you care? <laughs> yeah, good point. But then some of the but I have some good news though. Some of the shows that we thought they were going to be cancelled are not going to be cancelled, such as Gotham. Apparently, next season's going to be the last season. Uh, Lethal Weapon's been renewed, and uh, Agents of Shield as well. So that's the bright. That, that's the only bright side I can think of. This. And there he goes again. Yep. But one of the good things is, is NCIS is still going strong as the world's number one series. What about all the spinoffs? Are they going too? Um, As far as I'm aware, they're still going. But NCIS, the original series, is still the... like It's it's been going for 15 years. It's It's pretty much the highest rated show, and it's constantly up there. And there's more people who watch that than watch football. So Fox, pay attention to to what actually works. 
bunch, yeah. bunch of bunch of meatheads running around attacking each other was called WWE for one at one point. <laughs> and that, that that was a really big flash in the pan back in the early eighties, and then it died off, and then back, and it died off. Seems to fluctuate with the level, like between football and wrestling, the amount of um, brain cells and inbreeding. <laughs> who was your fa- uh, who was your favorite NCIS character? Gibbs. Gibbs. Mine was Ducky. He, 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 his voice is legendary. I just love that hacking scene where they're both typing on the same keyboard and then they unplug the monitor. <laughs> I like the uh, sad, saddest thing is Abby's gone. She's she's left. Oh, she was well, awesome. But yeah, um, Gibbs is just constantly. Well, I, I like how Gibbs, uh, uh, the running gag with Gibbs and Abby is Gibbs always gives her, I think, um, orange soda. Is it? No, it's calf pal. That's right, calf pal. And bribes her to do work harder. No, he just gives her a reward to say thank you. Yeah, yeah, but there was some episode where you just say, like, Abby, here's a calf pal. If you work hard, I'll give it to you. Yeah, but that was more to get her to focus. Yeah. Kind of like we do to you, where we start, we we start talking about KFC or something to get your attention. <laughs> well, uh, he, he, there was one thing about NCS NCIS I liked. It was the relationship between Gibbs and the directors, especially um, Shepard, director Shepard. And whenever she says like "Remember Paris," and there'll be there'll be there'll just be this montage of things happening in Paris, and you're like, "What happened in Paris?" What? I don't know. Um, yeah. It's, I, I think it's down in history as the most popular and successful spin off ever. Yeah, it was a spin off of uh, Jake, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It started off as like they appeared in an episode of Jag and it just went from there. And then um, Donald P. Belisario actually got taken off of being involved with NCIS for a while because he and Harmon, Mark Harmon, who plays Gibbs, were fighting too much because Donald P- Donald Belisario was too chaotic in his management style, apparently. So, yeah. It was one of them had to go, and the fans like it. So Donald got kicked to the side. Mm. And the fact that it's up to 15 seasons and still going strong. How long has CSI been going for now? Um, is it still going? Uh, uh, I was thinking Cyber might, have, might, might still be around, but... No, Cyber got cancelled ages ago. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually curious. Is CSI still going? Because when NCIS started up, there was one of the problems without concern that people would be confusing CSI and NCIS. So, And interestingly enough, CSI has gone through 15 seasons as well. Yeah, but they went through a lot of different people over the years for the... Like the, the entire cast changed yeah. multiple yeah. times, whereas NCIS, like Gibbs was out for a little while, but that was actually part of the storyline where he was chasing down something. But, yeah. Oh, there he, was one he, character that was... Just, Ducky's still there. Yeah. There was there were a couple of characters in CSI that were still around. Like, I think uh, uh, the coroner was still around. Um, uh, the CSI, was, didn't they have the... What was the what was that guy? He had the. Um, I'm not trying to be nasty. He had a drug problem. Doctor Albert at, um, Robbins. That's his name. Okay. Um, I apologise if I'm mistaken. I thought they had a guy. He had a drug issue and he had it and he got kicked off the 
thing and then he actually had a massive overdose or something. He was from CSR. Huh. Wait. Are you talking about Warwick? I can't remember his name. Huh. Um, he was part of the original cast where they had the um, lead lead guy was deaf and he had the glasses or he was going deaf and then they had the it was the um, coloured guy with the dread dreadlocks was partying a bit too hard and had a bit of a drug issue. Hmm. That's the other one. Catherine. Catherine Will Catherine Willows. She was also a regular. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um oh and Jim Brass, the um tough looking the um tough looking cop. That was a, that was the other guy that was in that sh- that was that was a regular from season one till season fourteen. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, look, um, uh, fourteen years working on the same project. Well, Gibbs and Ducky and Abby were there constantly from season one all the way through to season fifteen. Um, Dinozos only went out in season. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 14, and he went and did bull. Um, but yeah, so they were there for all those years. Like, And McGee. McGee came in, was it season two? Yeah, season see- one. Uh, he was recurring in season one, but he was a full cast in. He was a regular in season two. Yeah, he's he's still there. He's he stepped up a lot. He's now the new Denozo. <laughs> but, yeah. But that show, I, I'm like, I'm I'm also surprised that that show is, is still going on. NCIS is still going. No, I'm not surprised. It's a good show. Yeah. CSI. I'm surprised it actually made it 15 years, 15 seasons. Um. Last date for that was 2000. Oh, no, that was first episode, sorry. was October 6, 2000. Hmm. Oh, um, that, oh, that's interesting. The uh, main actor for NCIS New Orleans is the same guy that played Star, Star Trek Enterprise as Captain Jonathan Archer. Huh. He was also worked with Donald P. Belisario for Quantum Leap. Huh. And he was originally being considered for the role of Gibb. But we should probably keep moving on. Otherwise, yeah, I can you know, keep talking about it. But yeah, um, vi- uh, yeah, we better keep moving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I was actually watching a bit of NCIS. Um, Professor, you you got something about Google taking on the military complex? Google employees are basically going on strike and signing petitions to protest Google running something called Project Maven. Okay. It's a, a project which seems to be related to Google's AI and machine learning and stuff being used in military capacity. Okay. So we we, we we're going to be able to Google death toll of um, collateral damage by drone strikes before attributed nah, to Nah, they'd never give that out. Too much <laughs> of a PR issue. But uh, apparently, a dozen Google employees have quit because of this um, this project. Okay, looking at the article here, um, apparently in April, Australian AI and robotics professor 
from University of New South Wales, Toby Walsh, led a boycott of top South Korean university of a top South Korean university due to concerns around the development of killer robots. Is that connected to the? Yeah, it's uh, probably not directly connected, but it is related. Okay. I know uh, Samsung, which, yeah, the Samsung that makes your phone, they have <laughs> automatic gun turrets that can punish people without <laughs> intervention, although apparently none of them have been set to that setting in, in the field yet. It's, uh, they've got them along the, the North Korean border. They're basically automated gun turrets with cameras and stuff that uh, track people as they cross the, the border. And if, the, if they're a threat, someone at a command center can just push a button and get them turned into mincemeat. Oh. Can I get those mounts on my car? <laughs> oh. Sneaking traffic would be a breeze. What about that um, barbecue that they used to have in South Africa? <laughs> where they would they put flamethrowers under the car to set fire to carjackers. Oh. I thought that was great. Um, which movie was it? Um, Robocop, they had the anti-theft device where it would electrocute you on the 6000 SUX. Yeah, and um, what was that movie? Short Circuit? Where the, the start of the... Or was it Robocop as well? Where... Um, they have the the robot doing a demonstration, and it just shoots a guy even after he puts the gun down. Oh, that was Robocop. Yeah. Okay. That was, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I remember it was one of the one of the movies back in the day that had so that anti theft device was um, the door handles of your car were electrocuted. So if people tried to break into your car and they pulled up the door handle, it electrocuted them, and it was a, it was a lethal electric shock. There was a guy in America actually did that to his car and he ended up going to jail because a couple of car car, car thieves tried to steal his car and it was he was actually parked out the front of a police station at the time. (laughs) Oh, wow. So it was all caught on camera from the police station. The police officers had a (laughs) bit of a laugh about it, but they had to arrest him because he was using lethal force. And it's illegal to booby trap things. Yeah. But I thought, it'd be so cool to do. Because you could sit there and just watch them as they're spasming on the ground. <laughs> I have a, a video I saw of um, someone had set up a bike and wired it to a tree or something so that uh, when someone hopped on it and tried to ride off, it would oh, they, they just slingshot back. Oh, okay. I've seen... Oh, actually, I have seen that one. I've also seen it where they've actually got it so that um, they've got a little remote charge thing and they have a like a remote control for your car for unlocking it and as they start to ride away they push the button and electrocutes them Ooh. so they got they got it set up so the bike's at the top of a hill people walk past they see the bike jump on and try to ride away and they're going down the hill and they get an electric shock and they just stack it big time <laughs> and, they go, and they go up to them with the camera and going you trying to steal my bike <laughs> Reminds me of all those old stick death um, cartoons with um, uh, rejected car um, defenses. Uh, they were they were classic back in back in back when stick death was popular. Stick death. But anyway, the um, they're talking about Google's AI being used to identify targets for weapons, which mm. um, reminds me of um, a a gif I saw. So I want to take an, a recording of a security camera feed in China, I believe. And as people were walking past in front of the camera, the camera was picking up people and 
putting up these little info boxes beside them, which I think were like height and stuff like that. Because I, even China, I can't imagine can create a, an AI that can identify people that consistently. Well, they are actually using facial recognition in China for giving jaywalking. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they're actually, they've got cameras set up and because they've got so much traffic and they've got people that are doing the fall down Charlie faking being injured. Yep. Um, it's gotten to the point where they're at, like, the police are arresting people for it if they see them doing it. And so, and then just to speed up the process, they've got cameras around the place and they're using facial recognition to, and it, it'll, it'll take a picture of the person and it runs through the database and tracks it back to their state-issued ID photos and then bang, you get a ticket for jaywalking sent to you on the post. <laughs> and unlike everywhere else in the, Australia and America, if you don't pay your ticket in China, the consequences are a lot harsher than just being sent a, a reminder note. This is what the, the, the I guess community service is not one is not is not one of it. Well, well no, now they, they have, they do have community credit. service. Hmm? They do have community service. Yeah, but their version of community service would be very harsh. They also have social credit, where now um, if you are antisocial and commit crimes and vandalism and all that, they give you negative points, and if you get enough negative points, you can't leave the country or. Uh, go international, can't get certain jobs. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Like, um, we kind of have a similar over here where if you, you get enough of a record for graffiti and so forth, you get a criminal record and you then can't get a passport to leave the country. Yeah, and destruction of public property and sort that sort of stuff when it appears on your warrant, on your record when you're applying for jobs, it's just like. Yeah, I'm sorry there, Sunshine, but we don't we don't want a germ ridden little scumbag coming in here and breaking stuff. Yeah. Sorry if I'm sounding like a grumpy old man there, but yeah. But with the Google War, I reckon we we're gonna see a lot of conspiracy theorists saying, Oh, this this is proof that the government is watching us, Big Brother is everywhere. And they're still conspiracy theorists. <laughs> no one's gonna uh, listen to them. Actually, I, I'm just a bit surprised that it took them this long to come up with it because we've seen this sort of stuff being used in sci-fi movies and television series for a while. Um, like, what was, um, what was that one with... You mean Terminator? No, no, no. There was a TV series um, that went for a couple of seasons, two or three seasons. They had um, humans who were genetically modified super soldiers. Is it- Je- Jessica Alba. Dark Angel? Dark Angel. They, they had the drones that were flying around tracking people and they had facial recognition to track people and some of them were being modified to actually be assassin bots. And all it was was oh. you had a photo and you'd put the photo, had the photo put in, it would go find the person on the photo and like you'd set an area for it where you knew the person was going to be. The drone would fly around. Oh, okay. And it would shoot them. Oh, man. Can you imagine that in the drones now evolving into that? Yeah, well, it won't be long. Um, have you looked at the drone strike craft that America is using? And Australia's actually got some that they've built that are pretty awesome as well. Well, I meant the portable drones. Can you imagine the portable drones doing that? Uh, that's what I'm talking well, about. Well, part about drone means not portable. The big I'm ones. Not, I'm not talking about the UAV. I'm area. They're still portable, yeah. DJ. I'm talking about drones. They've got drones <laughs> that they're using for military stuff. They've had oh, stuff okay. like that for... for um, 
over a decade. They've had it yeah. so they're mounted with rockets and machine guns. Like Russia, America, Australia's got some stuff that they've been using for quite a while for surveillance and operation. They're mm. even talking about using drones for coastal defence and observation. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we live in scary times, fellas. We live in very scary times. Only if you're a terrorist <laughs> or a criminal. Like if you're not, as long as you're behaving yourself and you're not just bleeding your information out everywhere, you haven't got a problem. But because you just got to accept the fact that privacy's no longer a, a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think that died when social media came into being. Oh no, it was gone. Nah, then. it died long before then. Do you remember? when they tried to bring in the Australia card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, how could anyone forget that? Hey, mate, I hate to break it to you, but there was a book that was written, or a novel, called 1984. Um, apparently, unfortunately, so many governments took that as a handbook and a guide of how to introduce all the observations. But yeah, that, that, was where the, that was actually where the saying Big Brother is watching came from. Hmm. But moving, moving no, on. I don't there. expect an uncultured robot like you to know that. But move, moving on from there, um, talking and talking about China, um, DJ, you were wanting to talk about the hippies at Marvel. <laughs> Again with the Marvel bash. Again with the Marvel bash. <laughs> oh, you in a minute. <laughs> deserve it. I'm so bloody sick of hearing about Infinity War. I'm- <laughs> I'm just sick and tired of the fact that every couple of months, yep, there's another Marvel movie. Yay. <laughs> ah, look, it's another Marvel movie. And oh, oh, look at that. It's not even an original idea again. <laughs> hey, Black Panther. They stole the shields from Star Wars. Um, the entire concept of um, Black Panther is so similar to um, Catwoman. They even, to the point where they're worshipping the same god or goddess. And it's a cat. And the original, one of the original Catwoman was actually a black lady. Um, but they don't talk about that Marvel stuff, do they? And they talk about the first black superhero. And then um, Black Emperor. Um, Phantom had that. And the name is totally ripped off from Pink Panther. Yeah. So, like, Marvel hasn't come up with an original idea. What are they sealing this time? Well, uh, due to the success of Infinity War and Black Panther in China... Um, Marvel has teamed up with the comics arm of a Chinese internet gaming company called NetEase um, to make um, two sets of new comics, including original Chinese superheroes. And the new ca- and the characters are um, the character is uh, Cyclone. That's the first one, and the other one is Lin Lai. So we've got has the Tasmanian devil. Who? Uh, Lin Lai. He's uh, he's an eighteen-year-old kid who takes up a, a powerful ancient sword to battle against an ancient being who was a, who was originally a tyrant two thousand years ago. As for the Cyclone hang series, on, hang on. Taz. It, it's Taz. like um, well, yeah, they got Taz for the first one, but the second one sounds a lot like the Young Iron Man. So they're they're, they're ripping themselves off now when he's <laughs> facing against the Mandarin. <laughs> With but then with the um with with Taz this uh, here's a funny one it's a uh, she's a it's a super she's a like a feel and well uh, can we just meet him there? 
but they're calling it warriors of three sovereigns and they've had like storm war like there's actually graphic novels that are going on where they've got yeah storm warriors and then there's um detective d like if marvel's going to partner up with somebody to make it to, to give it a presence in china and then bring something out to the rest of the world detective d come on like that's that's an epic graphic novel and there's so many others like if they're going to rip people off like give us something interesting i don't understand why marvel cares about the animes oh, because they're just trying to they're trying to do apple oh, they're oh, just trying to hear that that's the sound of hundreds of anime fans screaming at me that it's japan not china i i yeah kind of walked past that one on purpose but um like there's just so much they're just trying to be apple for in the comics it's all hype and yeah they're just they're not coming up with original stuff did you actually mute him i did because he was roboting and not stopping should i let him back it's supposed to be his topic i suppose we should (laughs) although well i'll behave i'll behave although Mind you, the, the, the um, company that's teaming up with Marvel, this is the same company that PUBG is suing against for copyright. So yeah, we've got more we, evidence we, that they can't come up with an original idea. So <laughs> we, we, we've got a company that copies ideas from everybody else called Marvel teaming up with another company that copies ideas. So Marvel's branching out. The hippies of the world unite. And here's and here's the other funny thing, with one of the characters called with Cyclone, it's just basically um, Avatar the Airbender. I mean, come on, <laughs> someone who can feel and control air currents. Come on, have you ever heard this from anywhere I before? Can do that too. It's called farting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, chat. Well, chi- as I said before, you got um, there's the legend of the Storm Warriors. One of them is a storm deity, so they use wind and lightning and all that. Um, which, hey, hang on, Storm from um, X Men was a copy of a Chinese um, legend, was she? Yeah, huh. you're not paying attention to anything he just said. No, I'm actually surprised that she was a mar- that she's a Marvel, uh, she's a Chinese legend. No, she's a copy of they don't go for the whole thing, like Thor was based loosely on Nordic mythology. Storm is based on one of the Storm Gods, which was... Uh, it really bugs me that if you ever bring up Nordic mythology now, it's all, oh, like four? <laughs> <laughs> and Loki? <laughs> it's so much better than anything they've had in those movies. <laughs> if you ever actually go and look at the, the actual proper mythology... It is so much more intense and so much more fun. But here's the funny thing, though. They were, uh, it's funny how they say, like, this is the first Chinese superheroes. Like, oh, like the first black superhero? Oh, hang on. Yeah. All <laughs> the others that have gone through in the centuries going back. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. This is just a cash This is just a cash cash grab from all the success. And plus, China, it does prove... Yeah, um, but then it does prove a point that China is is a very powerful market in terms of like entertainment. Like, look at Ghostbusters when it hit China; like, it it just destroyed. China just destroyed the Ghostbusters movie. Every single copy of it. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping they did. <laughs> the current, I meant the um the recent reiter- the recent cop version of it. Yeah, did oh. they destroy every single copy of it? Pile them all uh, up and set fire to them. I hope they did. It would be funny if they, 
Oh, I, don't know, I, I don't know how much money would have cost in hell for for those Ghostbusters DVDs. Like with um with in the hell. EA game back in the eighties. <laughs> I know. I know. Can, can we see how much it would cost them to trash the DJ? <laughs> well, the trick is to send them to Bangladesh because they don't have any human rights stuff there, so we can get it done cheaply. <laughs> yeah, I can go with that. Yeah, but I won't um, be. Pro- we, we've actually got uh, the DJ going on special assignments in Bangladesh. Now. <laughs> um, yeah, Storm Warriors, um, two thousand and nine movie, supposed to be based on a legend. Um, and then they got Fun Fun One Two as well. I think it's part of the thing, which might translate to Storm Warriors Two or something. Yeah, Fun One, and yeah, there will be a sequel eventually. Yeah, but yeah, Marvel um, and Marvel. What can we say? The... Send you guys the link there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wish wish there wishia wishia. However you say that word. Uh, fantasy film. They actually recently translated the most popular, uh, have you said that word, books into English recently, like the equivalent of the Chinese Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Well, this this is a live action film adaption of artist Ma Wingxing's Manhua series, Fung Wan, following the 1998 film, The Storm Rider. Okay. So that's the Storm Warriors. So yeah, like it's a it's based it's a graphic novel which is basically based on a legend and then a movie and yeah, it goes back. That's that's what Storm is based for. Yeah, I I bet you one one day we'll see a Marvel version of of um Sun Wukong. And then, but hang on, what about Bulletproof Monk? Why did why haven't why is a Marvel copy of that? Oh, hang on, they did. They have Luke Cage have. <laughs> and Deadpool. Oh yeah, and wow. Deadpool. Regenerate such an original superpower. <laughs> wasn't that yeah. to- wasn't that Wolverine? Exactly, they ripped themselves off. <laughs> like they, they they're so pathetic at trying to find ideas to rip off, they're ripping themselves off. <laughs> like DC, DC's come up with so much brilliant stuff, and they got a lot of stuff that's original. But even when it hasn't been their own idea for some of the legend stuff, they at least acknowledge it properly. But they try to come up with their own ideas. Like you go, I was I was reading something earlier on today. Um, Batman is the basis for ninety nine percent of the Avengers. Not, oh yeah, yeah, I think that was the video you posted up on on our like page. Um, it's just a page. <laughs> but yeah, like Tony Tony Stark, a copy of Bruce Wayne. The Iron Man yep. suit, as it is now, is a copy of one of the Batman suits. So then, it, the list goes on with through all the bits and pieces, and lots of lots of hippies were were crying <laughs> about that when I when I saw it yeah, on another page. I'm sorry for all those people that are fans of Marvel. Not for offending you, just sorry that you're a fan of Marvel. But moving on, since we're talking about China, um, bike sharing. Um, we've heard about ride sharing. There's now a there's now bike sharing and it's branching out. It started off with um, a Dutch company because they got a lot lots of flat land over around the Netherlands and so forth. So they you don't really have to worry about locking the bike up. You just buy a license to use it. And it's gone to China and it's apparently now taking off across the world in India and other areas starting to go ahead. But unfortunately. China's sick and tired of the streets being cluttered. 
So they've actually got people going around in trucks, picking up all the old bikes and taking them and dumping them. And so you can actually see photos which look like great big fields of crops or flowers. That's actually just all the bikes. Like when you when you see the numbers of like when you see these these pictures, there's like there's one picture I'm looking right at now, and um, there's a bloke riding along on one of these bikes past among these piles. It's about seven times the height of this guy sitting on the bike, and you can't see the top of the pile. Oh man, I'm looking at I'm looking at another picture, and it's just wow. <laughs> yeah. And they keep, like, say, the, the, the governments in the different areas are sending people out to pick these bikes up and they take them and just, they're just stockpiling. And then the companies just go out and put more bikes. Can we get some of these, can we get some of these guys to pick up the tro- uh, shopping trolleys right here? Uh, some of, actually, well, looking at pictures of some of the guys that look like the guys who already are doing it. I, I want these, to get um, these share bikes in China, the ones they have to actually pay for, they have the same kind of brakes that they have on the trolleys here. Because if you pull them backwards far enough, they unlock and you can ride them off again. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's one of the pictures here. It's then got uh, caption underneath it saying, a par- parking lot is seen packed with tens of thousands of shared bikes belonging to bike-sharing firm Blue Gogo in one of Beijing's districts. And they, Blue Gogo was once China's third largest bike rental service. It ceased operations last November, having run out of money leaving tens of thousands of its bikes in limbo. So, yeah, like there's a park there's a parking lot here which I'm not sure how how much distance they've got. They've got cars beside it. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, oh, holy smokes. There's like 20, 22 parking spaces along the road outside this car park, like going bumper to bumper, and these parking lots just got stacks of bikes all in there. I reckon we should get some of these bikes over here. Yeah, but where would we put them? I mean, how many bikes do we? How many share bikes are there in 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 our part in our part of town? None. Uh, wait, don't we have like four in uh, twelve of them? Last I recall, around the city, CBD area. No, um, we've got the city. We've got bike, the city cycle. Uh, yeah, that's the one. They have a habit of disappearing too. Ah. Uh, but I, what I was thinking, they tend to turn up in the the river when they dredge it. Yeah, oh. I was just thinking more Same the lines Holland, of, actually. Um, look at some of these bikes. I was actually looking to buy myself one, and yeah, I like to look at a couple of these bikes. Get one of those, put an electric hub on it, a battery pack. I'd be happy. Oh man, but the, although mind you, though, this is um, this is the same country, mind you, um, that did the Beijing. If you there were some pictures I saw years ago, where um, Beijing, um, a couple of months after the Beijing Olympics, if you looked at the pictures of the stadiums. My God, they look terrible after a few months. Uh, the aquatic center looks looks dingy and full of cobwebs. And um, I think Bird's Nest is now. I think Bird's Nest is still operational, if my memory serves me right. Yeah, aren't they bringing it back because they're having the next Olympics East, there or something? I think there's an esports, but but aren't they also holding in the um, Olympics in another cycle or two in China? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I just put a picture up there for you guys. Oh yeah, that's actually like that. That those are bikes, not flowers, and those are around power power station, like power um towers, electric yeah. towers. Whoa! 
just to give you a size a comparison. So we're not talking like the little telegraph poles you got down the side of the street. We're talking the big towers. My God. Oh, this... The caption says it's a drone shot. Is it? Yeah, not a field of tulips, but a drone's eye view of tens of thousands of unused share bikes lined up in a field near Shanghai. So if you want a bike, go to China. There is literally thousands of them there. You could, like, the, the government air, people, government organisations are literally just picking them up and just stockpiling them because they're just being left on the street. Go over there, pick up the a stack. has got to be worth load something. Them into a boat and bring them back here and sell them for a dollar each. Yeah. Yeah. You'd make you'd make your money back. Oh, um, Professor, you were saying about uh, Beijing hosting the Olympics again? It's the Winter Olympics. Okay, that's it. In uh, 2022. I found where they're going to have the slalom course. It's only built of bikes. <laughs> you really don't want to come off. Yeah, and uh, other sports you can hold there. The hammer throw, just grab a bike by the front tire and swing it around. Yeah, actually, the, I saw um, some bicycle um, gymnastics. <laughs> the luge. <laughs> you really don't want to come off on, on that track, do you? Well, you, you can also use these bikes for curling. <clears throat> Mountain climbing. <laughs> like I, I saw, saw some disturbing images of um, cars that have just been dumped around like Hong Kong in different areas. There was a guy, a couple of guys that went cruising around Hong Kong to different areas. I saw it on YouTube and just like really expensive cars. Like There was a, a Lamborghini at one point and it was just being left to rot. Because people were just, they couldn't afford to pay the tax or something on it, so they just left it. Uh, but uh, so many cycles. But so mm. People can't get their cars through the areas because this is, or can't walk through it because all the bikes that are just littering up the place. There's, there's, a, there's a picture here of a field where there's so many bikes have just been left and the grass and everything is just grown up in amongst them and it's row upon row of bikes. China, the city, the country where they got entire cities that were built for an expanding population, and nobody moved there. And yep. that, and now they got the bikes for them. Yeah, isn't this also <laughs> the same country that's vowing to cut down um, carbon emissions and embrace green technology? Well, they well? are, but it's easier for people to get around on in cars for mass transit. Yeah, yeah. but they got like they've got the guys here like they're picking the bikes up, but they're just. They got that many like they started standing them up in rows and all that, but it's just getting so many that just throwing them on top. I'd hate to hate to pick on their weightlifting guys because these guys are looking pretty strong now. <laughs> like to get in and out of apartment buildings, there's literally there's piles of bikes piled up outside, and you got to walk way to get through to get to the apartment. Bloody ridiculous! Mm. Like there's no, there's another picture here where there's literally like vines growing over the top of. Bikes have been there that long. It's it's never going to end, is it? And I just found another disturbing picture here, where it's literally it would have to be. I, I I'm not even going to try and guess the number of bikes. I'm just going to let you guys see the picture. And you, yeah, remember that picture we, I showed you before? Yeah. This is worse. This isn't a drone's eye view. This is from on the ground, and then looks like it might be a similar sort of situation. Oh wow! Oh. As I said, I'm not going to try and guess the number of bikes because that's bikes going back in the distance there to the yeah. wall. So I can't see where it one where it, the wall starts Let's and the bike's end. Pay some guy in China to count them for us for fifty cents an hour. <laughs> and have a competition. If you guess the closest number of bikes, you win a date with the DJ. 
and we'll give you two free bikes. You go to China. <laughs> oh, the, I would hate to be the intern to count all those bikes on the field. Yeah. Uh, probably in the bothers. They probably just scoop them up with board over them in a furnace. Nah. No, 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 no. Um, you could reuse them. Yeah, so there's photos there where they got. There was some photos in amongst this all this article where they got guys there that are actually taking them apart and they're stripping down all the bits and pieces. So they're stripping the paint off and they're recycling the metal. China's actually really good for the recycling. Uh, you get around to it. But still, it's. It, I th- I think it's a sad sight. It's a very sad sight. And it, it's. I'm I'm disgusted because like I'm as I said I want to get myself a bike and I was looking around. And most of the shops, it's like you got to have a thousand dollars to buy a bike. Yeah, those bloody fiberglass is a shit. Oh no, 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 no! They're they're like ten thousand dollars. I mean, just like a, a mountain bike. The pr- wow. average price was a thousand dollars. Oh, e bikes are two thousand, and then the fiberglass racing bikes that all the road toads use, and then litter up the footpaths at the coffee shops. Uh, they're the ten thousand dollar. The ones that you have to keep a meter from at all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until you're trying to walk into a cafe and then they're littered all over the footpath, so you just I, I just step on. <laughs> oh, trust me, you've never seen a bunch of road toads move so fast. When I'm, I'm walking towards a coffee shop and they've got them all laying all over the footpath, and I'm trying to walk through, and I just go, "Excuse me, guys," and they don't answer straight away. I pick my foot up and put it over the top of the wheel, and I just start to move forward. They all suddenly spring up and the bike moves. <laughs> and you get them on the trains now too. Oh no! Literally, like trying to get off the train to get at the station, and there were four four of these guys with their bikes just blocking the aisle. What happened to the the bike carriers they used to have on the bus? Oh yeah, the you mean the front? You mean those um front? I think it was a safety concern because it was coming down and jutting out in front, and it was at knee height, so that if it ran into a pedestrian when they had it on the front, it was a safety hazard Make- where the person was likely to have a fatality Plus, so it's like bus drivers that's got sick and tired of having to get on and off to do it so it was like a makeshift bull bar oh no no it wasn't a makeshift bull bar it was a it was basically a bull bar but if when it was folded down so you could put a bike into it it sat out about a meter from the front of the bus and it was about 30 centimeters to 50 centimeters off the ground and it was all just tubing so yeah that ran into a pedestrian it collected them up and then yeah, so they they go being collected in the cart on the front of it, sort of thing. And in the in that cart is the bike. So you likely get a pedal through your rib cage or a handlebar through the head. Hmm. That would be very painful. Plus, too many of the bus drivers weren't paying attention to the extra distance they had on the front of it. So they, you know, you see buses pull up, so they're almost literally parking in through the boot of the car in front. Yeah, a bit hard when you got the extra couple of meters metal in front of you. So they were driving up and rear-ending other vehicles. Yeah, I guess so. But, yeah, I suppose we should move on from this topic. We're getting close to the end of the show now, I think, yep. as well. Yeah. We've been for quite a while. Yep. A um, few shout-outs this week for birthdays. Um, David Edward Hughes, and one of the inventors of... It was an American inventor for microphone and teleprinter. And Without him, he wouldn't be able to hear us today. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's him you got to blame. But interesting fact, he was born in either London, England, or Corwin, Wales. Either his mother was in labour for an extremely long time and travelled from one place to the other, or, yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. He was born in 1831. Maybe reverse twin? 
two women each give birth to half a baby, and then you sort of glue it together. <laughs> Maybe that's what happens to the DJ. Uh, what happens to the brain? I'm still waiting for that to be found. Uh, uh, then we got um, Ivan Sutherland, an American computer scientist who invented Sketchpad. Uh, um, actor Pierce Brosnan, an Irish actor who made it big in America. Hmm, common story. Um, <laughs> it's his birthday this week. And then an historic event for all those cultured people who actually read books. In 1897 this week, Irish author Bram Stoker released Count Dracula, or Dracula, just as it's called. So, yeah, I don't think he actually refers to him as Count anywhere in there. Or Ice Count Dracula, it's just Dracula or the Count. I think the Count part was, a, was I think, in the 80s, was an 80s thing. No, 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 no. I think he actually refers to him as the Count or the Master of the House. I have to, I've got the book somewhere. I have to go look it up again. But, yeah, um, so that's it for another week. Thanks for listening bearing with us and yeah if you wish to we have the facebook page there's the multiple sources what is it is it stitch and stitcher 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 you go i'm not i'm not a social media freak dj do you remember that jinx thing that people used to do in school yeah well you're jinx no you can't speak shut up (laughs) you've been looking for an excuse to say that for a while i have um yeah um we also have an email address which is DJ. You want to say it out loud for us? Uh, it is nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. There you go. Get him to say something useful for a change. <laughs> um, and as as always, we have merchandise available for you. Check out that's not Canon Productions page. Um, there's links there. If you have any messages you want to send us, tell us to shut up. Tell us to talk about something. Tell us to electrocute the DJ. Tell us to electrocute me or the professor. 50 up votes and I'll do it. <laughs> Honestly, if we get 50 people saying they want to hear us electrocute me or the DJ or the professor, we're happy to go there. We'll probably do it with one vote for the DJ, but <laughs> we're just happy to work with people. Um, yeah, hit us up, let us know. Other than that, so long, good night, farewell. See you guys. See you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.